Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. We're getting back to basics today, huh, Mama? Yeah, well, I think this is basic, and sometimes we don't get the basics exactly correct or... Whatever. And then what happens is, and this is mostly about language, honestly, if you don't know the name of something, sometimes you can't talk about it correctly. Yeah. And I, you know, you're always learning. And you know, we talk about the reason we think our information is important to share because we've been sewing for so long and helping people to sew for so long. I thought it was because we like to hear ourselves talk. We like to hear <laughs> ourselves talk, yes. Um, you know, I, I'm sure. But Your husband and my husband believe that's why we're doing They're this. like, just let them go up yeah. there in the studio. I mean, if they go up there and talk themselves out, maybe they, we won't have yeah. to answer or I'm not like, to Derek, them. Derek, <laughs> do you listen to our podcast? Why don't you listen to my podcast? And I'm like, do you hear us talk enough at home? He's like, you know, yeah. Once I'm, <laughs> I, I, once I, one time someone said to, to my husband, Cherry, you don't talk very much. And he said, I don't have to. You know. And that was all he said. <laughs> somebody at Baby Lock, when Zelda was born, goes, I think she looks like your mom, but I've never seen your mom with her mouth not moving. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Well, oh, those know? compliments. Yes, I can hardly yes, stand them. Yes. yes. Okay. So we're always learning, though. Like, you know, sometimes we go to trainings and we'll be sitting there and we'll be like, oh. Yeah, you know, I know this. Like, I, I, I've, I've learned these things, you know, before, and, and we can put everything into action. And then once in a while, there's just a little something said, and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Or that's like, or, uh, hey, we're going to go home and do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my big thing was always uh, with the cover stitch on the machine, on the on the ovation or the evolution when you're when you're in cover stitch mode your blades down so you're not even worrying about your blade right, right? and you're not worrying about your stitch width because you can't you're, you, yeah it's not it's not an issue but I would always like my table sometimes my cover stitch table wouldn't click all the way together and I remember somebody being like oh put your width all the way down because that duh I'm always telling people it moves the blade it the moves blade. that table that's over right. and I was like um I knew that I'm always telling right. people that okay that's a really obscure reference and I'm sorry if people don't understand what <laughs> the heck she's I'm off talking on about a tangent again but it, that was a sewing thing <laughs> anyway it changed my life and I Sam <laughs> Sam and I learned it at the same time and we both were like oh duh you know so. Yeah. That was good. Anyway, parts of a machine. Well, so this is the anatomy of a sewing machine because we do need to know how to talk about it. Um, 
oftentimes, especially in the setting of a shop yeah. and being a shop owner and having to answer the phones or, or working in a shop, whatever, and you answer the phone and somebody will describe something to you and you think, I didn't know a machine had a thing that was called that. Like, right. Yeah. Um, what are some of the names people call bobbins, Mallory? A bobber. Yeah. At least we know what that is, if it's a bobber. But yeah, so, you know, or people will use the sewing machine term that it's a proper term, but they're not referring to the proper part. With uh, it. The biggest thing is right. the presser foot, power foot. Yes, right. presser foot and power foot. Right. Yeah. Two different things, guys. Now, when we do a lesson with somebody on a machine, when we are doing a little sit-down delivery, we pretty much go from right to left on the machine. On the machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what we're going to do right now. One thing I want to get out of the way, though, real quick, unless you're using a treadle machine, you've got some kind of power cord, right, mm-hmm. you have over the power there? power cord. And you have an on-off switch. Yes. Yeah. And, and you might have to use those. You, the, <laughs> the machine does need to be plugged into the right. wall or, well, right. a power strip. Yeah, well, and you really probably should be in a power strip to prevent any right. surge or anything like that that might have. The other thing is you can have a power cord that's independent and is a power cord only, or you could have a power cord that is a combination with the power pedal yep. or the power foot or, you know, the gas pedal, guys. Right, yeah, so the, pe- the, the pedals, power pedal. pedals are good. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, that's not really a foot, is it? I was calling it a no. power foot. It's a pedal. I call it a pedal. Sorry. I call it the pedal. I'm feeling a little so, not great right now. Um, but anyway, they can be two cords or it can be one cord. And on some machines. Yeah. They can retract. Yes. There are some, um, especially old Berninas. I think Elna might have done this too. I don't think the Foffs ever. You I'm might. trying to think of these old machines where it actually re- retracted into the back of it the machine. It springs like you pull right, a little right. bit. It can retract. So the power cord can retract into so the back of the machine. So don't accuse. Don't accuse your um, repair person of keeping your cord and hiding it from you when it's actually in your machine and you don't, didn't realize don't that. Don't come in and yell at, don't yell till you ask. at 17-year-old Mallory about <laughs> how you got home, you live an hour away, and there is no power cord in your machine, and then Mallory is very scared of you, and she goes back and gets an example machine and shows you. Okay, Where your power <laughs> cord is. Yeah. That, anyway, okay, so you got foot control and power cord, like right. insertion, you know, like the And this the is generally on the right side of your machine, or it could be to the back right side, but generally it's on the right side of your machine. Now let's move up a little bit, yeah. and you have this circular. Well, you'll have an on or off button probably Oh, I said, too. yeah, right. I said that earlier. We talked about on that. On off switch. Right. Well, okay, let's talk about that. Some machines have an on off switch that gives power to the machine uh-huh. and then other machines they'll have that on off switch but they'll also have a light switch over there too the light right. switch could be on the other side of the machine too right. but you could have more than one switch and sometimes we get people who come in and say i'm turning my machine on but it's not coming but it's on. not coming on and it's because their light bulb is turned off or, or their, out their light bulbs out or it's turned off and they don't realize that they've had a light switch all the time that they just happened to hit this time right because right. but what the light switch will do is it will turn the light on and off when there's power to the right. machine, but when the machine is off, right. it won't do anything. Won't do so anything. if it gets bumped, you know, just keep that. I've had people do that. I think does our machine do that? Would depend on which no, machine you're talking that, about. That, we, because that particular machine has the the button behind the light. Right. Okay. Well. So you've got those switches. You may have a couple switches right. on your machine uh, for that. You may you may on that side of your machine or in the back of your machine have a feed dog. 
uh, switch, switch, that, switch. Right, yeah. that disengages or engages the feed dogs. Now, the other thing you need to know about that switch is if you turn your feed dogs down. Like drop them. They drop. Yeah, so you, you can have free motion sewing. And then when you turn that switch back up, your feed dogs will not come up. You have to do a stitch cycle in order for the feed dogs to come up. Yeah, they don't just So pop don't up. drive to your dealer. They'll come up. To try a stitch cycle. Yeah. And you might do that with the thing that's on that side called... A hand wheel. That's correct. I call it a hand wheel. You call it a flywheel I, it, sometimes. It, because it is a flywheel, right, but right. We, we do it with our hand. Yeah, right. so, so we call it... Right, yeah. And so that, yeah. that hand wheel moves when you sew. Okay, so if you're mm-hmm. ever... If, if you've got the opportunity to look up while you're sewing or just while you're pushing on that power pedal, you'll see that hand wheel turning around. Right. And you don't want to get anything caught in there, especially the end of a spool of thread. Yeah. Because it will wind it onto that shaft. <laughs> yeah. So you you have your hand wheel. You can turn it. You should generally, generally oh, right. always turn it towards you. Absolutely. That is the proper way. Sometimes we have to back out of a mess. Especially if there's a mess or something's hung up yeah in the you you will need to go backwards or something but uh you generally turn it towards you sometimes some hand wheels will have a mark on them that lines up with like um a part on the machine and it shows you the like the electronic high point right shows you the high needle if you don't do that do that you can take a little sticker or something and find your high point Uh uh-huh and mark it, and it's a very good idea. Yeah, because that will help your needle threader to work properly. Right. On the Baby Lock Sophia, there is well, a it, little yeah. notch on the hand wheel, and it lines up with what it lines up with it's is the, the seam, seam of, of the casing, casing of right. the machine. The other thing about being in the high is when that is when you can pull your fabric out and all of your threads come out with no tension on them, and that is how you should remove your fabric. From your sewing machine. And you, all, you only get two threads. You don't get you three You only get two threads. threads. So it's very important that you do know that that high spot um, many times. But like I said, mark it, mark it with a little piece of tape or a sticker or something like that. And you'll know. And the reason you'll know is because all those, those you feel like you're in the highest point and those threads come out freely. Um, the... If you have an electronic machine with a needle up, needle down button... You might not touch your hand wheel a lot. Yeah. It's pre- probably pre- probably a good idea not to touch it a lot. Because right. you want to get in that highest position and start sewing from that highest position so that your needle doesn't come right. unthreaded. And your needle up, needle down uh, button can be in a couple of places. It can be, you know, over by your needle or it can be closer actually to the flywheel or hand wheel. Yeah, sometimes it just it depends on the machine. So let's move up from the hand wheel. Uh, to the top of the machine, mm-hmm. and there can be lots of different things there, depending on on your machine. On your machine, but one thing that's going to be there is some kind of spool pin mm-hmm. or spool holder or something like that. Right. It'll be vertical, maybe it's horizontal. Right? Does you know maybe there's maybe two. It, there's going to be a place for two or three. Yeah, there could be removable ones. Uh, there could be extra ones that come with your machine. Okay, right. so that's where your thread goes. The other thing you'll find there, and this is in more contemporary machines, is your bobbin winder. Yep. And this is why I, I'm, I'm, I'll just say this once. If you have a very, you know, old machine, the bobbin winder will be, it will be like on the, at the front 
right of the machine, and you will be able to see the whole mechanism and the belt and how it attaches to the flywheel. But on a machine that gets a little bit more modern, say 1950-ish, I guess, um, you will see that the bobbin winder winds up being something on top of your machine, and it usually looks like a very abbreviated spool pin. And it will kind of turn around. Your bobbin will fit right. And your bobbin, when you put your bobbin on there, it will somehow secure. You'll hear a little pop or something where you know that it's engaged at being on there. And then there will be another piece on there that is the bobbin. part. It's part of the bobbin winder mechanism. And what it does is you engage it and it measures the spool or the thread as the bobbin wind uh, starts winding the thread onto so it. So a lot of machines, the bobbin winder motor or the 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 power to the motor is diverted to the bobbin winder mm-hmm. by scooting the bobbin winding pin over, right? Or moving a switch toward the bobbin. Some of or the something right, like some that. of the older machines, you actually take the flywheel or hand wheel. And you move it in the backwards motion to disengage it from that. Or but all this is, should be in your manual. And you know what? If you don't think we're telling you right or it doesn't make sense, there is an owner's manual. You should go to it. You should know that owner's manual. And there are, I mean, we used to teach a class called How to Use Your Sewing Machine. And people could bring any sewing machine to right. it. you know. And every once in a while, there was a machine that would just defy, like, you know, traditional <laughs> all, all knowledge, design. Yeah. You know, I'm like... This machine has no stitch selector, like it, you know, or yeah, right. you know, there there are things or it's like very that. Very bizarre, right? Yes, there. So anyway, it is the possible. other thing you may have on the top of your machine is a handle for carrying. Yep. And if you do have a handle for carrying, that is where it's meant to be carried. If you don't, how you want to carry your machine from place to place, if is you want to put your hand through the throat, you know, the throat and the top of the machine, that natural hole. And put it on your arm and carry it that way. Yeah, and I've heard people say, oh, that's not good for the machine if there are lights there. And if, first of all, if there are lights under there, you've got a handle too. Right. And, you know, <laughs> use the handle and that. And you I do both a lot of times. on the too right. much pressure On your there. really big, big, heavy machines, you want to put one hand on the handle and one handle through that. that one hand that, through that right. hole, yeah. To the throat. Over the throat plate. Right. right. Or over the throat. Okay, well, before we get to uh, threading systems and tension discs and stuff like that, let's take a short message break. Hey, Mom, have you noticed my amazing jeans? Did you I'm make wearing? those pants? I, I made my pants. Oh, no. I, I don't believe it. Your butt looks so good. Well, thank you. Um, I, I don't know if you know, but it was really important Your to butt me. looks really good. <laughs> it was really important to me to use high-quality fabric. And well, to, yeah, if you're going to put all that time into them. Darn tootin'. And I wanted to use the fabric recommended by my jeans pattern designer. Well, what so fabric is it, Mallory? Don't I just used, keep talking about it. Tell us what it is. I used Cone Mills S-Jean Stretch Denim. And it is high-quality fabric milled in North Carolina. It's got uh, it's 97% cotton, 3% elastane. And it will stretch to fit over your bottom, but still recover really well as you wear them throughout the and day. And apparently it comes in more than one color, because that's not the only color jeans you have. That's right. It comes in black. It comes in high street, 
which is uh, kind of a dark blue color. Uh-huh. And then it comes in natural indigo. And that fabric was dyed with indigo that was farmed in Tennessee. Okay, so we're keeping it all at home. That's right. So uh, if you want to order denim, go to sewhere.com slash denim. We sell it in whole yards and half yards. And we uh, ship internationally. So, Are you going to sell them the stuff I have set off by, for no, myself? No, I'll leave your denim alone. Okay. I will leave your denim All alone. Right. Okay, once again, sewhere.com slash denim to shop high quality Cone Mills denim for your stretch jeans. Sewing out loud. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, we're back, Mallory. You were talking about something about threading mechanisms <laughs> and tension disc, and what do those look like on well, your sewing be- machine? Before we before we go too far, the top of your machine can be home to a lot of things. Okay, it's true. Sometimes there are thread or excuse me, stitch charts up there. Okay, uh, like a cover will open up, and you can have a stitch chart. Sometimes, if your machine company has been very nice to you, there's a diagram on how to thread. For bobbin winding. And sometimes it's right on your machine. Yeah, it's like it's like on there. And I I really love that about, you know, some of the more modern machines because when they do a good job, it's great. Um now there's gonna be some kind of thread guide, most likely. Before you get to your um first well, a thread guide before you get to the first what do I want to say? Hold on. Slice what I was going to say, okay. there's going to be a thread guide right after your spool pin. Is what I was going to say. Absolutely. And it should be it should be something uh, like a hook or there is like a, a piece of a, a metal like disc that mm-hmm. you kind of go under. And th- now is the time when you need to start thinking about threading your machine like you're flossing your teeth. Okay. Absolutely. And, and really Press get your it foot in there. is up. Press your foot's up, of course. So, so you've got something before your thread makes its way to the inside of the machine before right. it becomes internal. Uh, now, most most machines nowadays are set up where that tension disc is pretty close to that spool pin. That's okay, right. to the and thread then, guide. Yeah, yeah, and that thread guide, and then the take up lever is over to the left of it. Mm-hmm. But there are machines where it's the other way right. around, and like the tension disc is over on the left. Well, and the take-up there's lever's somewhere on the, right, the tension you know, disc are right out on the front of the machine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I came across well, was, there was this older Foff. Yeah. And it had this like horizontal tension disc on the side, mm-hmm. and you right. know, so I was like, 
okay, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, but you it's know, it's called a tension disc, and it's called a thread guide. Yep, yep. So you're in a thread guide. You got a tension disc. And then you'll you have a take up lever or an uptake lever, right? Yeah. I say take up. What do you say? I think it, I think properly it's a take up lever. Okay. But you will put, people will say uptake lever. It's a take up lever. Yeah. It takes up the excess uh, thread when it's down in the bobbin area making that loop. The other thing about the take up lever is you'll notice that it moves in conjunction with your needle and your hand That's wheel right. and all the things when your machine is stitching. So that when we were talking about your hand wheel being in the highest position, it that will be there, too. It, yeah, the take-up lever will be up there. That's part of what how Mom said, taking up the slack the of other, the loop in the bobbin area. And the other thing about the take-up lever, in most modern machines, you just slide your thread into the take-up lever. There will be, like, um, some sort of mechanism where it slides to be threaded through. In older machines, there was actually a lever there with a little hole in it, and you had to thread it. Yeah, on the Jane, which is sort of a very basic like straight stitch only that's that's akin to a commercial machine yeah very i don't want to like call it a throwback really because of course those machines have existed well it's a hook system commercial type yeah machine. kept kept existing it's very you strong do, machine you thread it right through right. that take-up lever thread through the take-up lever you can't just slide it in or on your long arm quilters and right. stuff like that so you got to take up lever and then you're going to be making your way down to the needle and there's probably a thread guide or two and don't skip them. Yeah, please don't skip your thread guides. Uh, once again, this is another place where you are threading, like you're flossing your teeth, so that you get all the way in the thread guide. Right. On the baby locks, there's thread guide number six. I think it's number six for like from Sophia to Destiny, okay? It's right above the needle, and it's a thread guide that holds the thread in place right above the needle, but it also has a little spring in there. And you got to get past the spring. You know, it right. locks in place. So make sure to get it past there because if you get your thread caught under there and then you proceed to sew, it can shred your thread. So really make sure to get it across. Make sure your thread's moving freely there. So the next thing you're really going to see is your needle bar and your needle. And then there is a needle screw there. And uh -huh. the needle screw holds your needle in. And as we've taught you before, the needle, the flat back on a home machine, an H needle, it goes to the back of the machine. It goes all the way up as far as you can possibly get it. And then you tighten the um, needle screw. Now, this this is a, kind of a new thing that just happened. And it actually happened on a serger with a customer a couple weeks ago. And she's like, I don't know. I'm skipping stitches. And I was like, well, it's a baby like serger, so it's got to be her fault, right? So anyway, what she was, she was getting her needle all the way up when she would put it. She would tighten down the needle screw grew so hard it was pushing the needle back down okay you, oh no <laughs> you, you don't need to do that i mean it needs to be firm it needs to be you know so you make it tight and then you do a little like you know a, a little extra yeah. uh, on it right but she was actually pushing the needle back down That's and funny. and you could hear it hitting like I think it was hitting a looper. You could hear yeah. it go click, click, click. And I was like, this timing's off or something. Well, and she had the needle in wrong. Make sure you got your needle in with the the flat to the back generally. It's the opposite right. your bobbin case. Well, it's whatever your bobbin case. It's to the back of your bobbin case, depending on how your bobbin case yeah. is set. So, so when she was talking about the Jane, which is akin to a commercial machine, the bobbin case does not sit in this. It is, you know, just 
90 degrees to where uh, most of the home machines sit. It's on the left. Right. So the flat flat goes to the back of the bobbin case, basically. So in that case, it goes to the right. Right. So make sure you have your needle in properly. I brought up that older Foff, and this lady came in and said she'd gotten it serviced somewhere else. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that it wasn't working, and I was like, okay, you know. And then I just took a look. Bobbin was in backwards, and the right. needle was in backwards. She said, do you think that could have an effect on my stitch? Isn't that funny? Absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. Fix the whole thing. Uh, so make sure the needle is in properly, and that can cause damage to your machine to run the needle in the wrong way. Absolutely. It's, that's pretty serious there. So we've gotten to the you know needle screw, needle bar. There's a lot of stuff going on right in this there. area And of there's the your needle, and yeah. then you're going to have a presser foot. That goes on. I'm sorry. Do you mean a pressure foot? No. Oh. It's P-R-E-S-S-E-R. Presser foot. It is not pressure foot. Thanks for the clarification. Thank you. I know people that say that that have been in the business a long time. It drives me out of my mind. It is a presser foot. It's how it's spelt and it's how it's said. Yep. So you have a presser foot of some kind and you have a lever to raise and lower your presser foot, which if you don't know what that is... If you don't know that your presser foot goes up and down, you need to go back and listen to episode numero uno of <laughs> Sewing Out Loud, okay? It's one of our biggest things. Your lever will be on the back or on the right, side. Yeah, right there on the back of the side or on the inside. Some of like, them are. Yeah, on, yeah. The, on that right side. It, it can be anywhere. But it'll be right there on the end of the head where, the, like, the needle bar comes out. I guess. Somewhere around there. On the ovation, which is a surger, it's on the front. But right, you know, right. there's the, a lever somewhere. Right. The other thing, the other thing. <laughs> okay, so with the presser foot, the other thing you have is your, how your presser foot attaches, and it will there will be a screw on presser foot, it'll be a snap on scrub presser foot, and with Bernina specifics, they have their own little mechanism. It's a little lever system, and they they used to call it the one handed system because you could hold it in your hand and put it on, and it really is cool. Um, yeah, they're it, it really is. They're one solid foot. The design. shank and the foot are together, which is more like a commercial machine. And I see those getting sort of like rarer and rarer as those machines it's are coming in. It's because they're more and more expensive. Yeah, they're yeah. very expensive. Very expensive. And so a lot of like if somebody is sewing on a burning at home, they're like, "Oh, my feet snap on." You know, right. uh, that may very well be true right. um, because they they are more expensive. Uh, but your feet might snap on or screw on. Like right. you were saying, that presser foot bar, though, mm-hmm. raises up and down. Um, what's below your presser foot? <gasps> is your feet dogs. That's right. That are popping up through your throat plate. Throat plate. And the other thing about the throat plate is we have evolved into a throat plate that now also has a bobbin cover on it. Yeah. So it's not just the throat plate. Usually the throat plate is something that you will have to screw off. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the bobbin co- cover most often now is a clear plastic so you can see through and see your bobbin. Yeah. So on those top loading bobbins. Um, drop in bobbins. Drop in top loading uh, bobbins. You'll have sort of like a the, the main machine body. And then underneath your presser foot, you'll have a metal throat plate. And then you'll have another different colored plastic around right. it that pops off. Uh, for you to clean, or it's so just wait that a little... minute. If you have a pop in bobbin or a drop in bobbin, pop in bobbin, I like that. <laughs> or what people call it that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I said it. Uh, 
you don't have a bobbin case, right? Wrong. Okay, so drop-in bobbin people, you have a, you do have a bobbin case. You just don't have to take it in and out every time when you're re-threading. You may remove it to clean or do something like that. You front-loading bobbin people. Um, Which so, is called a hook system bobbin. Yep. Uh it well, all bobbins have hooks. Well, that's true. Y- but they you're talking about like a rotary yeah. hook rotary or something hook is like what that. I yeah. Say, yeah. So you people with the front loading bobbins, you take out your bobbin case every time you rethread right. and you put a bobbin in there and put it put it back in the machine. So, you know, you might if you have a top loading uh bobbin or the drop in bobbin, you won't be messing with your bobbin case quite as much but, but you do so you have know, one you do have one don't let people so tell if you someone don't. says if you're going to take a class and they say you're going to need a second bobbin class because we're going to use elastic thread or thick bobbin thread case, or yeah. something like that <laughs> and you'd say well i don't have one you do every machine has a bobbin case unless well it's a chain stitch machine or something like that right 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 um so you have your bobbin area down right. there uh and those come apart in lots of different ways or you know for cleaning. manual it's all in your manual yep Yep. And they need to go back in correctly. And they it, sometimes they're easy to put in, like, just a little wrong. So make sure it's down in there the right way. The other thing I want to talk about is needle plate versus throat plate. There you go. And it's, you know, it's hard to say they're not the same thing. Your needle goes through it. Um, and it's on the throat of the machine. And that is considered the throat, the area where we work, where yeah. we lay our fabric on. That is called the throat of the machine. Um, so needle plate, throat plate are a little bit interchangeable. And where you'll hear this is when you say, oh, somebody told me to use, or I got with my machine, a straight stitch needle plate. Right. So that plate, what it does, it still lets all the feed dogs and everything come through, but it only has one little hole that lets your needle go down generally in the center of the stitch area. And it's one little hole. So there's no... There's no zigzagging or anything. No zigzagging. You can only use the straight stitch. And so I, I still call that little thing a throat plate, but then when we're getting specific about how it relates to the needle, I think right. it gets called a needle plate, or I'll just hear it called a straight stitch plate. Right. And know. a lot of times you're mo- removing your throat plate or your needle plate to clean the machine and clean the little yeah. dust out of your machine there. And those can come apart. Like you said, they're screw-off ones. Right. Uh, they're ones that pop off, all, all sorts of things. Um, I think another thing I might want to talk about right here um, – there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things depending on, you know, how sophisticated your machine is, how new it is, or how expensive it is. Because the more expensive a machine is, generally it has more features. The more stuff it has. Right. So you may have a thread cutter button that is on your machine, and it will be up on the head, someplace fairly close to the needle, probably at least towards the right side of your machine, or maybe sort of in the center there. Um, Another thing we talked about already was the needle um, position needle up, up and or, yeah. needle up and down means when you finish your stitch and you take your foot off the power pedal, where is your needle going to be? No, that's not always what that button means. Oh, okay. it doesn't always no. do that. It doesn't always it set does, it. You're right. It yeah. Goes, there's, okay. So this depends right. on the I'm machine. Sorry. So yep. that button, what that button I think does most of the time is it takes half a stitch. It gives you half a cycle, half the, a stitch cycle. Right. There will be a, sometimes a setting in the machine right. where you're like, I always you're stop right. down. Okay. Yeah. I really screwed but it, up there. It's different though. Okay. On the Jane, here's the thing. Right. There's a button and when it's highlighted, the needle stops down. Right. And when it's not highlighted, 
The needle just stops wherever you stop. Yeah. I'm thinking on the old Bernita, if I touch the needle down, that is where it stops. It'll highlight it. But yeah. if I want to do a half cycle, I press that same button and it comes up. Yeah. So, it, so it's, it's kind of, yeah. You need to know how those work. You need to play with your machine when you first get it. You just need to. Okay. So you learn all these things. Something else we haven't mentioned that probably is on almost every machine is some kind of reverse button right. or lever or something. Right. And these can be included oh this lady brought in a husqvarna from it's got to be from like the 70s and it has two knobs on the front and i swear those two knobs do like 16 things a piece right. okay yeah. <laughs> you know uh it right. it's it's almost too much. Sometimes you'll have a knob <laughs> that has another disc around That's, it. Yes. So that that knob has like a multi-function, you know, if you yep. if you twist the big disc, it does this. If you twi- twist the smaller disc, it does this, and it does this with the... So and it if can you be pull, a little confusing. If you pull it out, it does this, and if right. you push it in, it does that. Right. And da-da-da. So they were just, when I was teaching this woman how to use it, because she's had it for a long time and didn't know how to use it, I was like, oh, I have to define a lot of terms for you, you know, before we... Are knowing like oh this makes it into a stretch stitch and stuff so anyway that I I feel like things have become clearer through everything's more sophisticated across all brands yeah the other thing that you're going to find is you will find your stitch selector button and you'll find your stitch length button and you may have a width button so length width and selector and so mom's saying buttons. Right. They might be knobs. They might be buttons. Right. They might be on your screen. If and you that's an something we machine. haven't talked about is machines have screens now right. because they're electronic. And so we're kind of throwing a bunch of stuff out there now that not all machines might have. Now, something, remember when we were uh, being mean to people who say pressure foot instead of presser foot? Um, there may be a dial on your machine to adjust presser foot pressure okay Mm -hmm. there could be a dial so it's presser foot pressure pressure. that will be on the left side of the machine most of the time oh over near that presser foot bar there will be on many machines either in the settings or on the machine a way to change your tension which we recommend not doing most of the time right right your upper tension right uh and then you know Sometimes there's a place for a knee lift, right, Mom? That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Which will be a little hole in the front of your machine, and it will be for you to be able to manipulate with your right knee or thigh. Actually, um, should it be called a thigh lifter? Well, (laughs) uh, it lays right on your IT tendon because mine, I bruised mine before. But, yeah, um, it does. Yeah. So anyway, the other thing I don't want to forget is um, a needle position. Okay. It could be a lever. It could be a button. So your needle generally rides in the middle of your um, throat plate, right? Because your throat plate has a slot generally that comes middle with your machine. Middle or the left, I'd now, say, is right, what we see now, most of the there time. There are also ones that, that come in on your left, and there's a yeah. reason for that. But you can usually change that to your the middle if it's an electronic machine. But there is a position where you can. So on an inexpensive machine, uh, uh, like a, you might not have one of these. But as the machine gets more sophisticated, you are going to have a needle position button lever something. Or a setting. Right. Uh, you know, on a lot of the machines, it's, it's on that screen. Uh, and then the power pedal um, or the power, you know, some people want to call it a foot, like 
me earlier. Uh, the power pedal on most machines is pretty straightforward. You know, the harder you press, the faster it goes. Okay. But some machines have extra functions down there. Right. Uh, some machines will let you actually raise and lower the presser foot with that or raise and lower the needle. Or on some of the higher-end baby locks, you can program them right. what to, to do. do something, right. Da, 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 da. You know what the one thing we left out was? Uh, some machines have a speed control. There were two things. Speed okay. Control. Well, I mean, we did hit speed, but yes, I call it a governor or a speed, or speed control yeah. where you can actually, in sewing mode, uh, make it where your machine will only go to 50% of its ability. Those machines are really good for teaching, and I believe that has to be a DC motor to have that. Well, no, no, it's on it it's on the Rachel. Oh, really? Rachel's yeah. not a DC motor? No, no. Oh, okay. So, no, it doesn't, no, it does, there okay. are some really cheap machines with okay. that uh, on it. Oh, good. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be uh, a DC motor, but so, here's the deal about those governors, too. Sometimes... There are like three speed positions, and sometimes it's like infinite a sliding scale. And very, right? Uh, what do I want to say? Very subtle, right? Okay, so just so you know, with that, uh, it can, it can be, it can be very sensitive, or it can just like make. But what so it really slow. allows is, that especially if you're teaching someone to sew, you can slow it down so that machine doesn't run away from it. The other thing it does sometimes is for me, because I do pedal to the metal always, is if I'm sewing through something, say, like sequins or something, and I really shouldn't be going as fast as the machine will go, I can governor myself and, and turn it down. Absolutely. So I, well, and it's also good on decorative stitches. It just makes it easy on you. That right. speed control, too, can sometimes regulate the speed of bobbin winding, which is best That's done true too. on so a, a little medium, bit slower, right? medium speed. Or if your machine is uh, electronic-ified enough to have a start-stop button, that's the only way you can regulate the speed with start-stop is that, that speed governor since so, you don't have the foot control So going. we talked about the governor. Do we? And we did. The other thing we did talk about we just is some machines may have a needle threader. Yeah, and that can be a button or a lever right. or a The other thing that some machines can have is a securing function that's a button. Yeah, so... We talked about the quick reverse where you can go backwards right. and some Which of Which is what most of us secure with. Some of the more advanced machines will have yet another button on the front of the machine and it looks like a little circle. And it will make the needle just go up and down to secure the stitch. So good, good, good call, Mom. I hope that we've sort of covered this and haven't confused you. And every machine can be a little bit different. And I really suggest when you get a new machine, whether it's... And I'm not talking about brand new. I'm saying new to you. I hope there's an owner's manual with it. If there is not, you will be able to find one on the internet in a PDF format and and print it off. You can almost always find one. Almost certainly. And don't it, here's I hate to take away business from anybody, but don't let someone sell it to you. Yeah, consider right. not ordering it because you're going to be ordering a printout of that PDF. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> going to print out that PDF Staple and charge you together. $35 yeah. for it. Yeah. And it might not even be of good quality. Now, so. if you do, like, the owner's manuals um, for these bigger electronic machines, like, if you've misplaced if you've misplaced the owner's manual for your Sophia, okay, very recent machine. Right. Uh, all right. 
yes, you could consider reordering. Well, you might want to reorder a new one that was made by the manufacturer that was printed by the man. But I'm talking about an old machine that you may have gotten or inherited from someone, and you can't find the owner's manual. You can find it online for free. Yep. And I really suggest you you get that owner's manual and play with that machine and look and see how you're supposed to clean that machine because cleaning and oiling is what's going to keep it going for you. And, you know, if you are ever in a place where you've forgotten your owner's manual or you do want to look at it electronically, so say you haven't lost it, you know, uh, all of – I've been on several sites looking for owner's manuals for people, and you can then, like, view it as a PDF on your iPad or something, so – uh, yeah, that's parts of a machine. And if you have something that you if think... If you have a part we don't know about, let yeah, us know. Yeah, if you have something you think we've never heard of, tell us in the comments on this episode. Or you can email me at Mallory at SoHere.com. And we're on Instagram as ZD Sewing Studio. So, Mom? So long, so informed, and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SoHere.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.